Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. This week, I did something a little bit different. I got on a call with someone to give her reading about the fact that she is a triplet and what does it all mean, and half her family was there. So it kind of became a family affair. Check it out. Okay, so I'm a triplet. Um, We're pretty much all born within like a minute and 30 seconds of each other. So we have, from what I know, kind of the exact same chart, but we're completely different. Like, We have the same physical traits and common interests, but we are totally different personality-wise and in every other way. So why is that? Why is that? I love, first of all, I just love, I love reading for triplets. So you were born April 3rd, 1991, 9 a.m., 9.01 a.m., and 9 a.m. in a bit, right? That was, you're all born within a minute of each other. Yeah, like a minute, 30 seconds. It's amazing. I I just want to say mad props to your mom. That's, that's, that's amazing. I just feel like she is a much stronger and braver woman than most of us. Um, So, so there's like two, two parts of what I want to talk about. The first one is whenever I read for triplets or twins, and admittedly, I've read for more twins than triplets. The thing that always stands out to me is that usually people are like radically different, you know, just complete different versions of the birth chart, even though you're raised looking the same often and, you know, raised in the same environment. And there's actually a really simple answer for why. And it's because you're so, you have souls. So astrology is kind of like the math of who you are, but then your soul or your spirit, however you want to think of it, is what your nature does with the math of what you are. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm like obsessed with free will. And for me, Twins and triplets are like perfect articulation of what free will is because, you know, you might wish you were more like one of your sisters, but your nature is your nature is your nature. And that's more of an issue of the soul, which is bigger than the math of your astrology, which I super love. So I guess my question for you is, and let me just make sure I'm looking at your chart as opposed to your two sisters. Hold on for a second here. Is one of you really into school? Yeah, I'm a teacher, actually. Okay, <laughs> there you are. And then, does one of your sisters really hate school? Um, I don't think hate, but maybe not so much interested in it. Uh huh. And is that um? Hold on, let me just look at the math here. Let me check out the math. Uh, it's your middle sister, eh? That is. <laughs> We're laughing. <laughs> Is that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. She's there too. Yeah. So this is where, like, to to be honest, this is where my psychic is a little stronger as I read the astrology. Sometimes when I'm looking at astrology, certainly on the podcast, I'm, like, keeping it strictly astrological. This is where I think my psychic abilities allows me to kind of, like, cheat and get in there. And the reason why I'm asking, y'all have Saturn in the ninth house, and you also have your North Node in the ninth house. So actually, like higher education is a, a big deal. It looks like it was a big deal in your family. It's like an important part of who you are, especially because you're still pre-Saturn return. So you're still kind of like building up towards those adult years. Um, well, maybe before I keep going, let me just pause because in a way I've answered your question very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my my kind of like larger question for you is, you know, you got me on the phone. How else can I be helpful? Like, do you do you have any questions? Well, I feel like we are going through a lot of change in our family right now, and it's so weird because I don't even live at home. I'm 
I'm rarely here, but right now I'm here at home with my mom and my sister and we're all here. And so this is like really divine timing kind of thing. It's so great. <laughs> a lot of um like quick radical changes and we're all very sensitive to like you know the planets and energy and spirits and it's just a lot and how can we like best move forward as a family without yeah killing each other yeah with, did you say without killing each other yeah <laughs> that is very honest <laughs> and very real um so there's there's a lot of layers there's a lot of layers and you know y- you say that we're all changing you don't just mean the triplets you mean everybody in yeah. the family is actually changing that's what it looks like in your chart and right now I'm saying your chart, I mean all three of your charts, is that there are some really deep and core things actually happening for your mom. Yes. And those core things happening for your mom are congratulations, mom. They're exactly what needs to be happening. They're they're like scary and overwhelming, but really good. Does that make sense to you? Yes, exactly. And that's what we've been trying to like express to her and not so articulate words. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, and I'm glad I'm glad you're there, Mom. Hi. The thing is, is that it looks like for really since right before the girls were born, you've been having to kind of put yourself in the background and not prioritize certain parts of yourself, and that's finally changing. You're making some really scary, really big steps. Yeah, this is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And this is a really exciting thing that I get to share with you because. I am seeing this through your chart. And in your case, you have a shared chart with your two sisters. And your mom's current issues and her past are so clearly articulated in your birth chart, which is so cool how families are interconnected this way. But as your mom is growing and changing and taking these risks, it is inevitably destabilizing something in the family because your mom's really been the backbone of the family. I mean, she's your mom is amazing. I'm not just pandering to you, mom. Sorry. Um, But like, you're, you're really like, this is, this is going to create a ripple of change. And I still see that it is a really good thing for everybody, even when it is upsetting at times. Now that's happening at the same time, you three sisters for the last year and a bit have just been really like radically changing. You've been meeting new people, having new ideas. You've been kind of individuating from each other more than you have in previous times. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean that you're growing apart, although it probably looks and feels like that at times. What it is, is that you're growing and you need to grow as individuals in order to really do what you're doing. What you're going to end up finding is that in a way, the further you grow apart, the more similar you are. And that is going to take a couple years for you to be able to see really clearly. This this period of your life, and when I say this period of your life, I mean Uranus has been conjunct your Mercury, and it's just started uh, squaring your natal Jupiter, and is going to, after that, square your natal Saturn before you have your Saturn return. And in English, what all of this means is this is not a stable period for any of you. You're all changing radically and quickly. And so if your hope is to like not murder the people you love, <laughs> you're simply going to have to be really flexible because- when people that you're as like your family looks very close and that's wonderful until one of you changes or like all of a sudden starts wanting to be seen in a new way and then it gets a little bit triggering and so this is a period of each of your lives where you kind of need to hold space for i don't know who i am i sure as hell don't know who they are and i'm going to allow myself to be annoyed but not be attached to it because everybody in the family is really growing and changing are you all three planning on staying in hawaii 
Um, we have a sister who just moved abroad, like a pretty dramatic move. Um, but I think the rest of us are planning on staying here. Okay. And where did she go to? She moved to Israel. Very dramatic move for from Hawaii. And is it like a move or is it like a, a like a long vacation? Seems like, like it's a long vacation. vacation. <laughs> does she think that, or does the peanut gallery think that? She thinks that. She yeah, subconsciously knows that. Okay, so that sounds peanut gallery-ish to me. Okay, so so th- let me say this. The Uranus square to Jupiter that you're all three going through can represent a time where you move countries, where you move overseas. It can represent a time where you move to a dramatically different culture or a time where school becomes way more important to you or religion, or you basically expand your worldview by changing your world. So, you know, it's exciting to see one of you actually was like, I will just move to another continent. And the two of you who are still on Hawaii are doing it differently. But what I imagine is that you're all going to be a little bit surprised by each other and what you choose to do. And this is going to be annoying. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It is going to be annoying. It doesn't look like it's heartbreaking or mean or bad. It just looks, it just looks like the way that your family is close it's hard to tolerate change when you don't all agree on the change all at once. Yeah. yeah. You're just going to need to learn through this process how to be patient and how to not take things personally, which is kind of a big, a big thing for me to say like, Oh, that's all you need to do. But, but it is what needs to happen at this time. And throughout all of this is this other part you're currently going through and you will be off and on throughout the year, a Saturn conjunction to Neptune the triplets are all, you're all going through a spiritual kind of awakening. And it's very practical. It's very like, it's almost an existential awakening where you're really dealing with your adulthood and your place in the world and what you believe. And you're coming to it more as individuals. And this is, again, it's just kind of like, like you're waiting for clay to dry. You've got a shape, but it's not a reliable shape yet. So it's a little bit of a, a passive looking process. It looks like not much is happening, but you need to be a bit self-protective in it. The thing about all of this is that none of it's bad. You know, I want to be really clear. None of it is bad. I'm not seeing anything that I want to warn you about. I'm only seeing that it's long. It's a long process. So, you know, your question of like, how do we not murder each other is a really good one because it could become more annoying over time if you're like, okay, I'm just ready for you to like stop surprising me or stop being different or whatever than I expect you to be. And mom, is mom like... Are you retiring? Are you doing something like massively different with your life? Uh, she's she made some like choices in her like physical body to make some huge changes. So. Great. Okay, so it's going to just force her to slow down a bit and take care of herself more than everyone else for a little while. Is that right? Yes. For sure. Okay, so this is where all of you are going to rally together to support her. Correct. Yes. Okay. I want to just really acknowledge to mom, if you can hear me, that um, your girls really want to help you. And it doesn't look like it's always easy for you to ask for help, but it looks like, you know, you have a family that really wants to support you and you don't need to feel bad for asking for help or for receiving the attention and the help. Does that make sense why I would say that? Yeah. Okay, good. It feels important. Yeah, for sure. Because we've been telling her all these things, but as you said, she kind of brushes it off. Or she yeah. Goes, it's not a big deal. and. 
I mean, I think I think that for your mom, it's really uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I'm talking about you like you're not there, but I can't hear you. So um, I think it's really uncomfortable for you to receive support and help. You're like a helper. You take care of other people. And you're so habituated around it that it's hard for you to let other people take care of you. So what I want to say is this. The joy that you get from taking care of and supporting people and the way that it's an expression of love if you don't let other people do that for you, then you're kind of robbing them of their ability to feel the joy of supporting you and taking care of you. It's, it's part of everybody's love language in this family. So don't just think of it as taking, think of it as, as a different way of giving, of letting other people give to you because your family actually wants to give to you. It's very true. She has a hard time asking for help or letting other people help. Um, yeah. I think she's kind of shy because we've been all telling her this for like a long time. Good. Well, then it seems like it. I thought I was giving you a reading about triplets, but I really gave you like one sentence and then we moved on a little bit. Yeah. But your mom really needed this reading because yeah. because it's her time. It's her time to let people dote on her and to, to like kind of see the fruits of all of her sacrifice and labor. And mom, you got to let people show you in their own way, which means, you know, just let them do it. <laughs> and it's so funny because I've been kind of researching about, you know, via like, by research, I mean, Twitter about uh-huh. how like your mother's, how it like affects your birth chart, like everything during pregnancy and stuff. And so I can imagine like having triplets was really crazy. So I was crazy kind of interested in how, um, you know, our mom stuff is in our charts and whatnot. Absolutely. Well, a big part of what happened for for your mom when she had you and were the triplets first or was your sister first? Our older sister was first. Okay. Okay. Is that, I mean, how do you have all of a sudden four children where once you had one and not drop everything in your life and not like, like lose a social life and like really have to focus first and foremost on, on the kids, right? It really is. It does require a great deal of sacrifice. And the sacrifice is clearly articulated in your chart, in your triplet chart, that it came out of love and not anything like terrible or anything like that, but it was still a sacrifice and it came at some, some health expense it does look like. And so now's the time the girls are all grown up and doing well. And so now's the time for you. And this is going to be a really pivotal time for everybody. And related to physical health, I would say to you, triplets, you all have to watch out for your tummy health. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Because it does look like um, there's like digestive stuff that- Wow. (laughs) that makes drink milk eat dairy like anymore you can't you can't your body is just really punishing about it is what it looks like and and the most gentle way I can put it um so yeah so this is this is a period of your life that you know it's on a spiritual level as mom becomes uh, more willing to pursue and prioritize self-care what you're going to find is that all four of you girls have greater access to your own bodies. It's this weird spiritual symbiotic relationship. And because you're all so close and you're all such sensitive people, you're really going to notice it. And so the more self-awareness we have, the easier it is to take care of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's this larger picture at play where you're all finding your own path. I'm sorry, I'm like not talking about your dad, but I just see it's like super all the females in this one. That's what I'm seeing. So sorry, dad. Um, although wait, does he have a back problem? Yeah. Yeah, he does. And is it chronic? Yeah. So actually that does show up in your chart. And is there type two diabetes in the family? 
in our family, but not any of us as yet. And it's not not your parents. It's just it like kind of like in the outer family. Um, it's in my husband's parents. Okay. But yeah. He also took steps to health wise make sure that he doesn't get it either. I think that's smart. I think that you, he has to be really careful about it. Your dad does. And I also think that, hold on, there's something else about this. It looks like your dad just needs to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he just needs to slow down. He needs to take better care of his structural body. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of being forced to kind of be accountable in your family for what it is that they do with their time in their bodies. This is a real like body heavy time for you guys. So so that's kind of cool because again, it's this, this other thing that you're all doing together. Now, who's having a baby, did you say? I just had a baby. <gasps> like we don't know. Well, not just. He's 10 months. He's 10 months. Well, that's just, that's just, congratulations. Wait, who's about to have a baby? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I will say if y'all are, you know, intimate with, with cis men, you know, and you don't want to have a baby, then you know what to do because this is a time of fertility. So, you know, make your choices intentionally, my friends. Okay. So, so you just had a baby and are you not working outside of the home yet? I just went back. I'm a flight attendant, so I took a really long maternity leave and mm-hmm. so I just went back to work. Like, I've only flown a few times. How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. It's just a lot of adjustment with leaving the baby and working our schedules to yeah. get him. So the reason why I'm asking is because it looks like the pregnancy part of it was just like it was really exhausting for your body. Is that right? Yeah, it was really emotionally draining. Yeah. yeah. Your hormones, your hormones are so sensey. I'm sure all, all three of you triplets are just like incredibly sensitive with the hormones. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that, you know, you took 10 months. That's excellent. But you really need to honor what you're feeling, even if you think you quote unquote should or shouldn't be feeling that way. It does look like, you know, when you're back on the, like back at work, you're probably surprised at how exhausted you are still and how it's just like, it's, it's a weirdly physical adjustment. Mm -hmm. And I just want to really validate that that's true. If you can afford to see something like an acupuncturist, like somebody who works with more of the subtle body, instead of just like a Western medicine doctor, who's going to throw meds at you. I don't think you need meds, but I think that your system is just not flowing in the best way that it can be. So it's making everything take more effort. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate you validating that. I tend to feel kind of like, oh, I'm being dramatic about feeling that way. And so, okay, for all of the triplets is going to be a theme for the next year and a half, two years. Well, year, year and a half. Yeah, year and a half is this theme of my felt experience is X, but I think it should be Y. Therefore, I won't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So look out for that theme, whether it's happening physically or hormonally or emotionally or like around, you know, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Look out for the theme and try to make the best choices possible around it. Because again, there's this family theme happening here. Um, and not all families are like your family. I mean, your family is like weirdly close and <laughs> lovely with each other. Congratulations to you all. Um, but you know, you're, you're all going through this. And that means that sometimes you're not going to be able to validate this for each other because you're dealing with your own triggers and your own like, I don't believe me. So it's too hard for me to hear you complain kind of things. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to be like necessarily the best support for each other if you don't have other forms of support in addition. Now, this is for for the kids. For parents, that's not true. 
Okay, so mom, you can you can complain as much as you like uh, yeah. that that you're allowed, but the the siblings not as much. You're going to need to really lean on your partner and your friends and all that kind of stuff. Otherwise, you're really going to trigger each other. So, um, I just want to say thank you all for doing this with me. Is <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's totally crazy. It's so cool that it worked out and that we got to do like a whole family reading is super cute and unexpected. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Astrology Corner of Ghost of a Podcast. So this week, we are looking at April 14th through the 20th, 2019. On the 14th, we start off with a Sun trine to Jupiter and a Venus sextile to Pluto. So these two transits are happening at the exact same time. What this means is a couple of things. The first one is, it's lovely. Both of these transits are absolutely lovely. Venus sextile to Pluto represents a time when it is really wonderful to connect with other people. And generally, because of Pluto's involvement, what that means is, it's just kind of deep, but it's not deep in a hard way. It's deep in a way where you're able to actually feel connected or there's a transformational connection that you achieve with someone. It may simply be that you make really fun and flirty contact with a person. Whether or not it goes anywhere, it's not really the point of these transits. What it's about is presence and connection. At the same time, because the sun is forming a trine to Jupiter, they're in two fiery signs, we can make things happen. We can start something new. We can kind of do something that takes a little bit of extra bravery. If you've been struggling, if you've been having a rough time, if your mental health or your physical health has been kind of dragging at you, this is a great time to fortify, to strengthen, to kick off some sort of behavior or habit that actually works for you, or to simply just reconnect with your own vitality. There's nothing that's going to force you to do anything with trines and sextiles. So a trine is when two or more planets are 120 degrees apart, and a sextile is when two or more planets are 60 degrees apart. These two aspects, they're pretty gentle in their effects. So as I'd like to remind you on the podcast, when your ass is being handed to you, you react, you work, you're motivated. And when things are lovely and nothing is really forcing you to do anything, it's easy to just sit back and not really do anything. So really think about what are the themes in your life that you can work towards improving on and around the 14th in the way you relate to others, in the way you relate to your own relationship, to yourself, to your finances, to beauty and aesthetics. And also, what can you grow in your life? Where do you need more bravery, more resiliency, and optimism? Because this is the time where you have an easier access to those themes if you use them. And in particular, if you've been needing help, if you need to reach out to people because you're feeling lonely or because you just need help figuring a problem out, do it. Do it. It will work out well around this date. Now, on the 15th, Venus is forming a square to Jupiter. So we see a reiteration of these planets that we saw on the 14th. Venus squared to Jupiter is nothing bad. I mean, I don't know. If you're on a diet, it's not great. You're going to want to eat delicious and rich foods. Um, if you're trying to save money and not buy cute things and you walk into a cute shop, you're going to have a harder time. You know, it kind of tests our hedonism and our self-indulgence. Um, but it's not a it's not a heavy test unless you're really struggling with those things already in a way that is pretty dire. 
this transit can be really exciting and fun and pleasant. It really depends on your predisposition around hedonism. If you always play around the edge of what's okay or on the other side of the edge of what's okay for you, then this can kind of be a trying time. However, if you've got a more moderate lifestyle and if you're not deep into any kind of addictions, this is just damn lovely. It is lovely. So enjoy yourself around this state. And that leads us to the full moon on the 19th. So on the 19th, we have a full moon at 29 degrees of Libra at 4.12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, this is the second full moon in Libra of 2019, and that's unusual. The first one we had was on Wednesday, March 20th, and that was at zero degrees of Libra. And here we are on the 19th of April, and we are having a 29 out of 30 degrees of Libra full moon. I want to encourage you to, first of all, look back. Look back at what was going on around March 20th, and then again, what was going on around April 5th, the new moon in Aries, and see the themes that were playing in your life. And this is not about all the things of the world. This is about the themes in your emotional life in your relationships, because where we have the opposition between Aries and Libra, we're really dealing with the themes of me and you. We're looking at the themes of how we work out. How do I express and hold myself in relationship with you? And how do I compromise? And how do I maybe cave? And how do you do those things? So where we have Libra Aries, we're really looking at the um, kind of struggle or interaction, depending on you know the vibe between you and others. And as always, a full moon occurs when the sun and moon are opposite each other, opposite sign, opposite degree. Now, this particular full moon, not only is it the second full moon of Libra and in the final degree of Libra, but it is also happening with Uranus very close to the sun and opposite the moon. And this gives a restless and impulsive wild card vibe going. It can trigger us to feel upsets and to react to those upsets without first considering what our responses are made out of. What our responses are made out of is a really important part of all of this. You may find yourself wanting to break free of either a dynamic with someone, a habit with someone, or even just a way of showing up in relationship. And that is all good. In fact, it might be excellent. Uranus is about freedom and autonomy. However, what you want to make sure that you're doing is not just shaking things up to create drama or distraction. You want to make sure that when you respond passionately or dramatically, it is authentic. You know, full moons kick up a lot of intense emotion. And so it is tempting to react dramatically as a way to, in some way, kind of distract from what we're really feeling and needing. Because what you're feeling and needing now is worth paying attention to. It's worth honoring, but it isn't necessarily going to be what it seems like on the surface. So be willing to sit with your emotions, be willing to do the work to dive inside of whatever it is you're reacting to. Now, another thing to pay attention to around this transit, you may end up feeling some feelings of helplessness or victimization, or you may be dealing with somebody who's feeling those feelings in reaction to you. The key here is to listen. You don't get to decide for anyone else how they feel or why, and no one else gets to decide that for you. The key here is to take responsibility 
for what you feel and what you need. And if you find that you're in a situation where you simply can't be safe in your feelings or you can't get what you need, you don't have to stay in that situation. As I like to say, if you don't like the game, my friends, you don't have to play. And that brings us to the 20th, where we have another changing of the guards. The sun moves into Taurus and Venus shifts into Aries. And again, whenever we have a couple of planets changing signs, it is exactly kind of what it sounds like. It's a shift in the energy in the world. It's a change that allows us to change and grow. And the thing you want to remember is that we are constantly changing. The world around us is constantly changing. And to find your center, to find your kind of North Star. That right there is what helps you weather those changes. It's what helps you to make the most of those changes. When the only ways you know how to center yourself or ground or be safe is by rooting yourself in external things like people or even environments or validation from others, then when things change, it can be really jarring and upsetting. What you want to strive to do this week and always is to develop a relationship with yourself that supports you even when your circumstances or other people can't. My loves, you know, I I simply adore you and I'm so happy you joined me this week for Ghost of a Podcast. If you are going to be in the Montreal area or if you have the internet access and you want to join me virtually on April 20th, I will be having a conversation with a local astrologer in Montreal named Debbie Stapleton and I'm really excited about it. We're going to talk about astrology and the self and society. It's going to be I think it's going to be really fun. It hasn't happened yet. I can't predict it necessarily. That's kind of a psychic joke, an astrologer's joke. Anyways, you get the joke, right, guys? Can't predict it, but don't bump. Anyways, I think it'll be fun. I hope you will join me. And towards the end of the talk, I will be taking questions both from virtual attendees and people in person. So I would love to see you there. You can get all the information on my website on the events page. And, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, like it. I'll talk to you next week. I super duper love you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.